This episode of Check the Locks is brought to you by our friends at Audible. Audible is your one-stop shop for audio entertainment where you can always find the best of what you love or discover something new. That's right. Audible offers an incredible selection of audiobooks across every genre, from mysteries, thrillers, biographies, and of course, true crime. And as an Audible member, you can choose one title a month from their catalog to keep forever, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. Audible members also get access to thousands of podcasts from popular favorites, exclusive new series, and this very podcast you're listening to now. Plus, the Audible app makes it easy to listen anytime, anywhere. While traveling, working out, walking the dog, doing chores, Audible makes listening anywhere easy. And best of all, Check the Locks listeners can try Audible for free for 30 days. So head over to audibletrial.com slash check the locks or click the link in the show notes to start enjoying Audible today. Warning, Check the Locks podcast is a true crime podcast and may contain graphic descriptions of violence, murder, sexual assault, and more. Check the Locks podcast is not appropriate for all listeners. Listener discretion is strongly advised. back to check the locks presents true crime for the short on time as always i'm john connor i'm olivia cornu saying thank you for joining us this week as we dive into yet another truly terrifying bite-sized true crime case olivia before we get started how are you how are you doing today how are you doing this week how's everything been i mean i can't complain i guess i'm doing pretty good i'm alive and well how are you i'm good you know what they say about complaining it's like a rocking chair it gives you something to do but it doesn't get you anywhere you know what i'm saying that should be my motto. <laughs> Put that on a sweater and wear it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad that you're doing well. I know I say it all the time, but these are some of my favorite nights is just getting to hang out with you and talk about these cases. And this is a short on time episode. You've got homework to do, dude. You're in school. You're short on time. I got to get up in the morning. I got to work. I'm short on time. I know the audience is short on time. So let's stop with the Gabby Gabby, get to the stabby stabby. Talk to me a little bit about what's going on. What are we going to be covering this week? Well, this week we're going to go to Dallas, Texas, and we're going to talk about another one of these active serial killers we got going on. Um, You know, we're living in a time with multiple serial killer cases. You know, last week we talked about the Gilgo murders, the Idaho murders, and then we talked about the Portland murders last week. Portland, Oregon, not Maine. Portland, Oregon. Shout out to the patrons. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But apparently there's another one that's been going on in Texas. And I don't know if you knew about this or not, but I didn't hear about this. I did not. But Dallas, Texas, the Sunshine State. I am super excited. Let's head on down. Are they the Sunshine State? I thought that was Florida. Yeah, they are. It's the Lone Star Star State. State. Yeah, I was just being silly. But yes, no, I have not heard about this one, but I am super excited to cover it. You know, I always take a little sneak peek at the notes. I try not to get too deep into it. But what do you say? Should we just jump in, hit the details? Because I'm super excited to hear about it. Yeah, let's get started. Let's do it. On April 22nd, 2023, Dallas police responded to a call at 7.40 a.m. There had been reports of a deceased woman found near the Trinity River in the 200 block of Santa Fe Avenue. The victim was found stabbed to death and naked from the waist down. 
and she would later be identified as 60-year-old Kimberly Robinson. Robinson was a mother and a grandmother to 10, and sadly, she wouldn't be the only body to turn up. Almost two months later, on June 24th, Dallas police would receive another early morning call. Again, it was a report of another deceased woman located on Santa Fe Avenue, basically in the same area where Robinson's body was found. This time it would be 25-year-old Cherish Gibson, and she too had been stabbed. A fisherman discovered the body in the grass near a gravel road not too far from the Trinity River. Now fast forward to July 15, 2023. Dallas police responded to the 800 block of Brazo Street for yet another lifeless young woman. This time it was 31-year-old DeBernice Henry, and like the previous victims, Henry had been stabbed and naked from the waist down. At this point, the police couldn't ignore the similarities, and they were beginning to grow suspicious of a possible serial killer. The first two women were found in very close proximity to one another, and the third was just located about two miles from where the other two women were found. Additionally, two of the women had been connected to the sex working industry. Dallas police quickly put out a statement to warn the general public and those who may participate in sex work. In their original statement, the police stated, while the Dallas Police Department has not determined if the three deaths are connected, the investigation has identified that at least two of the victims have possible ties to prostitution. Out of an abundance of caution and in the interest of the public safety, the department wants to inform the population of this trend. On July 19th, Dallas police arrested 25-year-old Oscar Sanchez Garcia and charged him with three counts of murder for Kimberly Robinson, Cherish Gibson, and DeBernice Henry. According to police, Garcia lived only about 10 minutes from where the first two victims were found on Santa Fe Avenue. Garcia is a Mexican national and a possible illegal migrant whose legal status is currently being confirmed. And at this point, he's being held on a $4 million bond. Now, there was striking evidence that led to the arrest of 25-year-old Garcia. Sexual assault examinations from both Robinson and Gibson confirmed it was from the same perpetrator. Surveillance footage from local businesses also showed Garcia's truck leaving the area where Gibson's body was found on the morning of the death. Also, not only did phone records show that Garcia was near the site where the two victims were found, they also showed that his phone moved along the same path as Cherish Gibson's on the night she was murdered. However, there's no clear motive as to why a father and a husband would murder three women. But according to neighbors, Garcia was quiet and his wife was shocked. But police reports would prove that Garcia was prone to violence as authorities responded to a family dispute earlier in the year. And in the report from that domestic incident, it is noted that Garcia had hit his wife. Now, at this time, the case is still ongoing, but he is currently facing three counts of murder, and the Dallas police are continuing their investigation to make sure that there are no other possible crimes that could be linked to Oscar Sanchez Garcia. So that's this week's case. Did you hear about this? I hadn't heard about this, and it's crazy that I hadn't heard about this, and I don't know if maybe just because it is such a vulnerable population that maybe just didn't make national news. The same way that, you know, the Portland case did or the Gilgo case or, you know, the Idaho murders when it's a group of college students sleeping in their home, you know, that's going to resonate. But the one thing that really stuck out to me as we were going through this and we've talked about this before, but it's like we need better protection for people who are involved in sex work. Right. It's a vulnerable community that does not have to be vulnerable. And, you know, a lot of it is like the stigma that's involved with sex work and prostitution and things of that nature. But if we could take some of that away, I'd really be interested to find out the number of lives that we could save by putting protections in place for these people, you know. Mm -hmm. 
These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. I think that we've talked about a lot of this population in the earlier cases, but you know, it seemed to be like a trend of like, I feel like the 80s, 80s, 90s. You know, we haven't had like a modern day case, and correct me if I'm wrong, that, you know, where they were going after the sex working population. Yeah, I would have to go back and look, you know, we've done so many of these cases now. Right. I'm trying to think, but I don't recall. You know, I remember I think it was like the happy face murderer where he was killing sex workers and leaving plastic bags over their face with smiley faces drawn on them and stuff like that. But I do think you're right. I think that was like in the 90s. But again, I think this is one of those things where there's three victims confirmed to be linked to this one person. and we hadn't heard about it. Right. We, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the times we don't hear about these things until we go looking for them. Cause you know, we want to, we want to find stuff that isn't, you know, let's talk about Jeffrey Dahmer this week, or let's talk about, you know, right. Ted Bundy or some other, we want to cover things that, you know, are going on currently and stuff like that. So we had to go looking, which that makes me wonder how often this is happening in that population. And we just don't hear about it, you know? And even if it's not a serial killer, even if it's just, you know, one guy is just, one time if we had those protections in place. I think we prevent a whole lot of violence. And it's kind of sad to think that like we're supposed to live in the world superpower. Right. And we can't do something to, like protect this group of people. I don't know. It's kind mm-hmm. of sad. And I feel it's very similar to the Portland community, right? Like mm-hmm. these people are drug addicts, right? One of the girls was found in a tent and like a homeless camp. It's like, we're not doing enough to take care of these people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So right. it's becoming too common. Yeah, very much so. But I just think there's so many active serial killing cases in this country right now. It's starting to be a little terrifying. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. It feels like we're seeing more of these headlines kind of dominate the news lately, especially with these high profile cases. But what's really interesting is that according to World Atlas, the FBI actually estimates that there are anywhere between 25 and 50 active serial killers in the United States at any given time. Wow. That's more than I thought. Yeah. So that just means that anytime there's somebody out there to, it's technically a, a serial killer. I'm going to check my locks tonight. And just to make sure that like we're narrowing down the definition. So the FBI classifies a serial killer as somebody with three or more killings. Yeah. You know, it's kind of crazy to think that at any time there are 25 to 50 people out there who are active, who have killed more than three people. It's crazy. Yeah. It's definitely insane. Again, you know, if you wouldn't have brought this case, I don't know if I would have heard about it. It's just interesting. It does feel like we're at a point in time where we're seeing them make big headlines, you know, and that's, I think, what is a little bit different. And maybe it's because, you know, we're looking for those headlines now right? because of what we do. But it's still it seems like it's it's quite a bit. Well, where are you standing on the deadbolt test this week, John? I know you're not going to really relate to this one, but what are you thinking? The modern day serial killer. Yeah, for me, am I going to check my locks? No. 
you know, I mean, you should after 25 serial killers in the United States. Well, yes, but I mean, that that doesn't change from day to day. Right. Like that's like 25 to 50. That's the reason that I double check my locks before I go to bed now. Right. This case isn't going to have me doing any extra. So, I mean, I'm probably going to put this one at a four. And the only reason I say a four is, again, I'm not part of that population, but it is the fact that there is somebody out there who, again, we talked about it in the Portland case. It's like there's real evil out there that just looks for people who are weak to prey on, you know, and you think that these people aren't valuable. They're disposable. You know, they're a commodity. And that's that's heartbreaking, man. And, I, you know, I think we have a long way to go to make sure that we're keeping people protected. But as far as, you know, am I going to be looking over my shoulder? I don't think so. But what about you? Where is this falling on yours? Yeah, I'm going to put it at like a six. You know, I'm not of that population, but we also don't know anything about the third victim. I would assume that she is a part of that community as well. Um, So I'm definitely, you know, not in that category, but it's just scary to think that some 25 year old guy who's got a wife and kids and may not even be here legally is out killing young women. And older women. I mean, he killed a woman who was 60 years old with children and 10 grandkids. That's that is like the matriarch of their family, you know, and it's just really sad. So I'm going to put it at like a six. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing to think about, too, is that, you know, typically serial killers will start with a vulnerable population and you're building confidence. You know, you're like, I can get away with this. I can get away with that. And then, you know, you may escalate in the type of target that you go after. So, you know, it's just, it's scary all the way around. And, you know, I feel incredible pain and sadness for these victims, you know, because also like if you're working in sex work, it's, it seems like most of the time is out of necessity, right? Right. Where it's not maybe like when you're, and let me rephrase when you're working on like a particular kind of sex work, because I know there are women who, you know, do sex work, men who do sex work that are very proud of the fact that they do sex work and more power to you. But I do know there's a segment of the population in that community that does it because it's necessity, you know. And so, you know, when you're just somebody trying to get by, you know, we need to we need to keep these people safe is all I'm saying. So, well, that is where we fall on the dead bull test for this week's episode. Olivia is putting this at a six. I'm coming in at a four. But as always, we want to know. Where does the serial killer Oscar Sanchez Garcia fall on your deadbolt test? You can let us know. Reach out to us on Instagram at check the locks pod. Find us on Twitter X, whatever at check the locks. And if you're not in our Facebook group, what are you doing? Come hang out with us. We'd love to get to know you, get to spend some time with you. And as always, if you are interested in financially supporting check the locks, you can do so by becoming a patron, head over to patreon.com forward slash check the locks, get signed up today. We got a lot of great benefits, exclusive t-shirts, coffee mugs, stickers, artwork that you can only get by being a patron. Plus you get the episodes early and ad free. So if you like check the locks, but you hate commercials, Patreon is the way to do it. So again, get signed up patreon.com forward slash check the locks, help us keep the lights on, get signed up today. And as always, if you cannot financially support the show, we definitely understand just listening and sharing what we do with your friends and family means just as much, if not more. So if that is you, you're hanging out with us every week, you're telling your friends about this little podcast that you like, just know that we appreciate it more than we could tell you. That is how a show like ours is going to grow. It is that grassroots word of mouth. So you tell a friend, a friend tells a friend, et cetera, et cetera. That's how our community is going to grow. We're going to get more listeners in. We're going to be able to get in front of as many people as possible. So again, if that is you, just know that we appreciate you more than we could tell you. 
That is all that we have for this week's case, but please make sure that you are subscribed to check the locks on your favorite podcast app so that you never miss an episode. We will see you again next week with a brand new, truly terrifying, bite-sized true crime case, but until then, don't forget to check the locks. See you next week.